Welcome to the ODUBlitz.com football show presented by our sponsors, Lions Bridge Financial Advisors, investing and planning for clients throughout Hampton Roads. I'm Ed Miller. I'm joined by columnist Harry Minium. Harry, welcome back. Yeah, I was uh, out last week visiting grandkids in Nashville, Tennessee. Tom White, our sports editor, filled in ably for me. I appreciate it, Tom. Last weekend, we watched Old Dominion finally win for the first time since September 9th. They broke a six-game winning streak, winning by the overwhelming score, six to nothing over Charlotte. What were your takeaways from that game, Ed? Yeah, overwhelming uh, is a good way to put it. Six to nothing. Uh, you know, bottom line is it was a win. They'll take it. Obviously, they would have liked to have scored more points, yeah. um, but they're not picky at this point about how they how they win. Um, as you noted, they crossed uh, midfield seven times and only came up with six points, uh, which was a little bit uh, concerning for, for Bobby Wilder and the offense. Um, and that's a word Bobby uses a lot, concerning. Oh, did he? Yes, okay. Yes. I guess I'm starting to, uh, to morph into, uh, after listening to him all year. Yeah, you listen to him every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they needed the win, though. They really needed something good to happen, and they were uh, very happy about it after the game. It was uh, kind of a dreary day. Uh, pretty good crowd, considering yeah. uh, it was homecoming, I, and you know. I thought it was a nice crowd, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I thought it was a very nice crowd, considering you know they haven't won a lot of games this year. Yeah. Yes, so you know, good to get the win. They hope it's the start of something uh, going forward. You've got to get the first one to get a streak going. Yeah, I thought Stephen Williams, the freshman quarterback, played well. He's getting better every week. I, I know some fans, we've, we've seen tweets and comments from fans upset that he's not playing better. Have some patience with him. He, he just turned 18 Saturday. Mm-hmm. He's going to be an outstanding player for ODU. He had no turnovers. He's getting better every week. It just takes a while for you know, a, a freshman to learn how to play college football. He was playing high school football last year. ODU's defense got its first shutout, but I'm not sure how much that means. Um, Charlotte, you know, has averaged 14.5 points per game. They were shut out by Georgia State. But the one good thing for Old Dominion was Charlotte ran the option, and ODU shut it down. And I can't remember the last time ODU ever – I don't think they've ever shut down an option Mm -hmm. like they did that. So Yeah, they had a really good scheme, and they executed it well. They uh, gave the quarterback a lot of different looks. Yeah. He wasn't sure if the defensive end was going to pick him up, the linebacker, safeties. They, they were really confusing him, and I yeah. think it showed in the right. uh, performance. Obviously, the best defense they played against an option, so you got to hand it to him for that. I thought the receivers played better than they've been playing. Did, mm-hmm. did you think so? Yeah. I mean, there weren't a lot of explosive plays. In fact, there were hardly any. If you, yeah. if you define an explosive play as 10 yards or more, they had a couple. Longest pass, I think, was 19 yards. The longest run was, I think, 16 uh, Melvin Vaughn was solid again. Uh, yeah. Travis Fulgham did some things. Isaiah Harper got some, you know, volume catches, not as many uh, yards as they would like. But, yeah, I mean, definitely uh, a, a decent performance by the receiver, something they really need to build on. Yeah, I think Fulgham had his best game of the year, but he needs to play better. He's, you know, he's a veteran guy. He doesn't have a lot of experience playing football, but, you know, he, he needs to play better for them to be better. And the offensive line, I think, played okay. Uh, they were okay on pass protection, but they're still not opening holes, and that remains um, a big concern for them, I think. Absolutely, yeah. Just uh, getting yardage when you really need it. Um, they've had trouble all year just getting the third and two, fourth and one, stuff like that. Yeah. Now, uh, we learned news about three players on Monday. Um, 
Jeremy Cox, tailback, is out for the season with an injury going, and now, you know, we have Ray Lowry, who's missed much of the season with an injury, so they had the top one-two running back combination in the league, and now they're down to, you know, one guy who's, as Bobby Wilder says, is at 75%. Offensive tackle Chad Hendricks is out with the year with an injury, and Denzel Williams, uh, the free safety, is out because he's suspended, and unless he successfully appeals his suspension, he won't be back. Particularly, what does this mean at running back for ODU? I mean, they don't have a lot of depth there. Yeah, it's really the margin for error is very thin. Uh, Ray Lowry is now uh, the guy, and, you know, he's been the guy. He was the guy beginning of the year. He's just been hurt. I was talking to him this morning, and he really hasn't played more than a half of football this year at 100%. He got hurt in the Western Kentucky game in the second quarter, hit pointer. He still came up with 166 yards. He's still recovering from that. Uh, you know, he's a gamer. He's going to try to go. So, you know, Ray at 80%, 85% is still pretty good. Uh, Jamonte Jackson's a guy they're going to turn to. They're hoping to get some, uh, also some carries from Brandon Sinclair, who has been hurt yeah. with a hamstring as well. But he's got a little more size. He's sort of like a Jeremy Cox type of back, a bigger back. Uh, he's only a redshirt freshman, so not a lot of experience. Uh, Had a lot of yards in high school in Myrtle Beach, yeah, though. Yeah, was, was a three-star recruit. Yeah, so they're really, you know, it's a thin group, and um, they've got a knock on wood that nothing happens to Ray, uh, and uh, you know, they're just going touch and go. They got three games left, and to try to keep everybody in one piece. Well, they have another must-win game Saturday night at Florida International, 7 p.m. start. <laughs> so that's going to be a tough deadline for Ed, mm. but he'll make it. You'll see it in your Sunday paper. And for all of you who want to watch on television, it's a Conference USA TV broadcast, so I'm sorry to tell you about that. because That could have, be good or bad. I think some of them have been better than others. The one at North Texas, I think, was, was pretty good. Or that was an ESPN3. All right, well, never mind. Yes. Never mind. If, uh, if, in, in case you were wanting to tune in at, at 7 o'clock, it's a subscription service. You have to sign up um, mm-hmm. on your computer. Right. But anyway, FIU, they uh, coached by Butch Davis. Uh, they've won six out of their mm-hmm. last seven, and as you know, we both talked about it earlier this season. We thought they would be a good team this year. Mm-hmm. Eric Bohannon disagreed with us, but it turns out we were right. What, well, tell us about um, FIU. What yeah, I think, you were, I think you were higher on FIU than I was. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't buy stock in FIU early, but I guess now yeah. I'm a believer. They've won three in a row. They're 3-0 and at home, which is yeah. important. Yeah. Uh, they're number five in scoring defense in the league. They give up 24 points a game. You know, number seven in total defense. If you look at them across the board, they don't do anything spectacular statistically. They're just very solid in all phases. They have a veteran quarterback, Alex, uh, is it Magoo? Magoo. Magoo, okay. Mr. Magoo. Right. They have some really good linebackers. They have a receiver, Thomas Owens, who's leading the league in receiving yardage. So pretty solid team. You know, again, not spectacular, but Butch Davis has done a nice job of uh, coaching up the talent. I think they've had talent there. You would know better than I would, but yes, they the, have. the general consensus is the Florida teams have had talent, and now they've got you know a couple coaches in Lane Kiffin and Butch Davis who have brought out that talent, and uh, they're bowl eligible. So, you know, life's good for uh, FIU. And they're um, still in the race for the Conference USA um, Championship. If they win, I believe they play FAU the next week. Um, yeah. Is that the Shula Bowl? They that's call the Shula Bowl. Okay. Yeah. All right. Don Shula. Uh, we'll tell you more about that and some other games coming up after the short break from our sponsors, Lions Bridge Financial Advisors, investing and planning for clients throughout Hampton Roads. 
You embody dedication, sacrifice, and commitment. You are an elite athlete. You know the difference superior coaching makes. Lionsbridge Financial Advisors is here to be your financial coach. We'll help you pack for your athletic journey by gathering a complete picture of where you are and where you want to go and by working with other trusted professionals on your behalf. We're back with the ODU uh, Blitz video uh, cast and podcast. And, um, Ed, it was interesting to see Brett McMurphy's um, bowl pairings this week. He has 10 Conference USA teams going to bowls, which is just amazing um, if it's true. Now, we've, we've, um, we've knocked Conference USA from time to time. But actually, it's having, it, the, the league is having a pretty good season. You, if you have 10 out of 14 teams go to bowl games, uh, that's, that's pretty good. They, they haven't won a lot of big games out of the conference, um, you know, other than Middle Tennessee beating Syracuse and perhaps FIU beating Tulane. But overall, this is a better league than it was last year. Yeah. I was uh, looking at the, the Fernelli, uh, CBS Sports Fernelli computer rankings. And out of the top 50 teams in the country, five are from Conference USA. The only oh, other okay. mid-major conference with that many was the American Athletic Conference. So that speaks pretty well uh, for Conference USA this season, which is having a good year. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, as I wrote in my uh, power rankings, you know, like a tailgater that's had too many, their cup spilleth over. <laughs> yes. Conference USA is just, I think the thing that's uh, changed is the coaching has improved yeah. at some of the schools that were sort of uh, lagging. So you don't have, you know, other than say UTEP this year, uh, Charlotte is down, Rice, you don't have those really bad teams. Everyone has sort of risen their game a little bit and, and there's not a single great team, but a lot of pretty solid teams. Yeah, FAU and FIU. I mean, generally those teams would be at three or four wins now. Now right. they're both bowl eligible. Butch Davis and Lane Kiffin, you know. You're right. I, th I think Seth Luttrell at North Texas, too. Yeah. There's, there's a, there are a lot of good coaches in this league. Absolutely. So we have the power rankings. Not a lot of movement this week. Uh, FAU is still number one, uh, and I think they may stay there for a while. We'll see. Uh, North Texas at number two. North Texas has a pretty clear path to winning the West. The only th their two remaining uh, games are uh, Rice and Utah in league. <laughs> Got All they have to do is win one of them. Yeah. yeah, Army is the other game out of conference. Yeah. FIU, number three, UAB, who we talk about a lot, uh, and Marshall at number five. And from there, it's kind of a mismatch, uh, a mismatch uh, of teams, a mismatch of teams, I'm trying yeah. to say. ODU at number 11 hasn't really moved. Uh, tough to move them up uh, after winning over no, Charlotte I, last week. I would agree. The 10 teams that McMurphy has going to bowl games, those teams are the top 10, and ODU's 11 until they – Beat FIU or someone. Yeah, they've got a chance. They've still got a chance, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a long shot. So let's look at some of the games uh, this week in CUSA. Uh, we got Middle Tennessee at Charlotte. Uh, not a lot to say about that one, really, yeah. other than the Brent, quarterback. Brent Stockstill's back from Middle Tennessee. That's bad news for ODU. He didn't, he didn't, um, he didn't play particularly well uh, in, their, in their victory over UTEP last week, but... Um, you know, he's been out for about six or seven weeks, I think. Uh, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be in prime uh, time fashion and form uh, yeah. when, they, yeah, when they host ODU on November 25th. Lucky for ODU. Uh, yeah. Florida Atlantic at Louisiana Tech. Yeah, that's an interesting game. Yeah. Louisiana Tech has lost a lot of close games. They lost three games by one point. Yeah. Uh, so they're probably better than their record, which is four and five. Uh, you know, that's not a layup for FAU. We'll see yeah. what they can do. I think, I think Louisiana Tech wins that game. It's a tough place to play. Um, don't say that because then we'll need a new number one. We don't, <laughs> we don't want to deal with that. 
Uh, Southern Miss at Rice, again, you know, not Southern a lot to Miss say. becomes bowl eligible in this yeah, game. That's, yeah, that's, uh, you know. UTEP at North Texas, again, the less said about UTEP, probably the better. They, they have not won. They don't seem likely to win this year. You have to say about Seth Luttrell, though, they were 1-11 two years ago, and they yeah. lost badly to an FCS team. I've forgotten which team. I mean, they just got crushed by an FCS team. Mm-hmm. To, to be on the cusp of going to the Conference USA Championship two years later, great job by Seth Luttrell. Absolutely. So UTEP has hope. If they can do it, maybe they can in a couple years. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Western Kentucky at Marshall. Uh, Marshall has has not beaten uh, Western Kentucky since Western Kentucky joined Conference USA. Okay. They're zero and three. I think they will be one and three after this. I season. did not know that, but yeah, I think that Marshall is due after a couple losses to the Florida schools. Yeah. Uh, good defense. Marshall has. Uh, Western has kind of been up and down. Has to go on the road to Huntington. So I like uh, like Marshall in that game too. And then UAB at UTSA, uh, UAB is bowl eligible. And they're two plays away from eight and one. And it's just yeah. absolutely amazing. It's, it's amazing the job that Bill Clark has done there. It's, um, a, the, I think, one of the probably the best feel-good story I know of in college football these days. I, I I'm kind of think it's been undercovered by the national media. Yeah, give that man a contract. Which yeah. I think he, he just got one, didn't he? He just got one for, what is it? Nine hundred thousand. It's going to go over a million in a year or two. He jumped up to fourth or fifth among coaches. Mm-hmm. So good for him. Yeah, through two thousand twenty-two. Yeah. So Harry, uh, FIU. I haven't been there yet. You have. Uh, well, what, let me tell you what you're what facing you? there. There's a, the press box is uh, in the end zone. Oh, well, excuse me. It's <laughs> it's on the sidelines of the end zone. You can't see anything. Oh, great! So. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, and they will, they'll sell it, they'll say probably with their 15,000, 16,000 fans here, and there'll be two. It is, uh, it's the worst stadium in the league other oh, than wow. Foreman Field. It's the worst press box in the league, including Foreman Field. Good luck. Okay, but, looking forward to yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, besides the uh, logistical challenges, what's your pick on uh, this game? You know, FIU hasn't been a dominant team this season. Uh, they haven't really dominated a lot of people. I think ODU can win this game, but I, I think with all the injuries and going on the road, it's just tough to win on the road. My pick is FIU 31, ODU 17, with the caveat that ODU could win this game, and if they do, they've got a real shot at becoming bowl eligible. Yeah, I, I'm – I don't think ODU can get this done. It would be nice if they could. I think it's, yeah. I don't know that uh, it's quite that high scoring. I see it more like in the 20 to 17 range uh, for FIU. I think ODU's got a lot of uh, issues offensively yeah. trying to score, uh, playing on the road. Uh, you know, expect a good effort. ODU has been consistently uh, played hard, hasn't yeah. went up at all. It's amazing how yeah. hard they played, given that they lost six in a row and all, and just got crushed in four of them. It's you know, people might, some people might be critical of Bobby Wilder and his staff, but they've done a great job of keeping their players motivated. Yeah, I think ODU's chance, you know, if the turnover uh, uh, pendulum swings their way finally, as it started yeah. to last week, that would be huge. Obviously, um, if FIU happens to be looking ahead a little bit, or maybe a little self-satisfied after getting uh, bowl eligible, looking ahead to FAU, you know, there's that chance too. Yeah. Atmosphere, I don't think will be an issue. It's not like they're gonna, there's going to be a big crowd. So ODU's definitely got a shot, um, I, th- I think. And uh, we'll see. If they don't get this one, obviously, then the whole uh, tenor of the season changes. But It does, uh, although we, we have, do have to mention one thing. If they finish 5-7, and seven, it, it, it's a possibility that there may not be enough bowl eligible teams. So... <laughs> 
although they're, um, you know, these are based on academic scores mm -hmm. and ODUs are mid-level, you, you just never know. Yeah, never say so, never. That's so. the thing. We'll be back to tell you all about it next week. Uh, this is Ed Miller for Harry Minium. Thanks for watching the ODUblitz.com football show presented by our sponsors, Lionsbridge Financial Advisors, investing and planning for clients throughout Hampton Roads. We will see you again next week.